Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, my name is Kristen from Brisbane. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal or financial product advice. On behalf of my millennial money, I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of this land in which we meet tonight, the Turbal people. Uh, we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging who might be joining us tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Ash. Give her a hand. Thank you, ladies. Hello, Brisbane. Welcome to My Millennial Money. We are live in Brisbane tonight. It's a sold-out room, John. It is unbelievable. Glenn. It is absolutely unbelievable. Double the size of last year. We'll get back into the live recording very soon, but we can't do this episode without Tao. That's T-A-L. Tao takes a holistic approach to health that considers the balance of physical, mental, and financial health. From partnering with health experts and developing innovative, practical support programs to rewarding the actions taken by customers to proactively manage their health, Tao is by their customer's side, wherever they are on their health journey. For more information, you can click the link in the show notes to learn more about Tao. Also, these live recordings brought to you by ING and BPAY. We'll hear more about ING and BPAY in this episode, but until then, there are still tickets for the live shows all around Australia happening at the moment. Hopefully, I'll see you in Canberra this coming Friday night. Then we're in Hobart, Adelaide, Perth, Melbourne, Sydney. We'll see you out there, people. Thank you so much. Back to the live recording. Okay, John, we ready to have a good chat with these fine folk tonight? Let's get into it. All right. The first question is from Josh. Now, the thing is, Josh isn't actually here tonight, but we've got another Josh who's going to read Josh's question. Josh, hope you get well soon. He's a bit under the weather. Josh, what question have you got tonight? Glenn. Hi. What are some strategies for retaining wealth once it's been built? Avoiding greed, bad decisions, even scams, etc., that might put wealth in jeopardy. Mm. It's a good question, isn't it? It is. So... I'm actually listening to an audio book at the moment called The Psychology of Money, and I would really recommend anyone read that. Has anyone read that book? Fascinating book. I emailed the publisher in the UK this week and said, hey, can Morgan come on the podcast? They said, we asked him. He said no. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to do an episode and kind of review the book because it's a very good book. And he speaks about the difference between being rich and being wealthy. And what would you say being rich is and what would you say being wealthy is, John? Well, it's financially rich and wealthy. I look look at wealthy as, I suppose, a a few different parts. Wealthy to me means choices. I've got choice of time and I've got, and I'm financially wealthy is one part of the puzzle, but it doesn't make you happy. Rich to me doesn't, 
it never enters my mind as like I want to be rich. Like chocolate's rich, right? But rich to me sounds almost grubby. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah, you you pretty much nailed it on the head because in the book he talks about wealth is the option to absolutely control your time. Wealth is the money that no one, nobody sees. You know, anyone can be rich if you've got a high enough income to service the loan of a Ferrari. Mm. Like, and I've penned in the background to do a bit of a podcast around the topic of like, like lust and love and like do you lust over your money or do you love it and just look at the comparisons. But I think, yeah, being wealthy is that I'm categorically living on less than what I earn I'm investing the rest with no intention to sell that money. Mm. I think being wealthy is the ability to see a need in the community and solve that need. I think being wealthy is the freedom to do life on your own terms. Yeah, it's enjoyment, isn't yep. it? Now, not, not just But later. to the question, Josh, and it was a great question, Josh. Thanks for reading that. So, retaining wealth once it's been built. Can I have a go at this? Yeah. I, I would understand how we got there in the first place and what moves you made in order to get you to that level of wealth and then back yourself in and realize, well, it's a, a bit of a rinse and repeat process. And if we got there by pure luck or inheritance, then we're stuffed, right? <laughs> well, we, we haven't got a strategy because we haven't been educated. But most of us will get there because we've had a, a strategy or some knowledge that we know the do's and don'ts to get to that wealth period. Or, and then the second part is maybe don't be too cautious with that, right? So don't just sit there and say, well, I've got all this chest of money. I don't want to uh, let it go, so I won't actually do anything because that might not suffice either. And then the third part, I think, is maybe divorce plays a big part. So be nice to your partner. <laughs> I had a client once, they inherited, they lived in Perth, they inherited like $13 million from overseas. And when I, you know, saw them because they were referred to me, I basically said, look, if you want help, I can make sure you've got 300 grand a year to live off for the rest of your life forevermore. Amen. And these people were earning probably combined $90,000. And then before we know it, we've got the new supercars. We've got the new, it was a lottery win for them. And sadly, it took probably eight years. They overcapitalized on their house and it's basically all gone. And it's so sad because that generational wealth is just gone. So what I would say is the key strategy for retaining wealth once it's been built is to manage what you've got now. You know, there was a 2,000 years ago, an ancient Nazarene, John, said those who are faithful in the small will be faithful in the big, paraphrasing. But like, <laughs> <laughs> just focus go. on what you've got now and do it really well. So when you get that $2 million inheritance or lottery win, it's not going to blow up your life. It'll enhance it. It'll enhance it. If you've educated you must be so proud, Mrs. Jones. Yeah. Can I ask you a question live, Mother? Yeah. What should I ask Mum? What so, would you change? Yeah. <laughs> um, so my family's in the crowd tonight. So give them a hand, everyone. My mum, 
my niece Grace and my sister Lauren. Um, Mum, if you were telling Grace something about money, what advice would you give your granddaughter? Save it. Save it. There you go. Often, and you know, I, I talked with Nathan and his uh, recently married bride the other day. And is that how you say it? His new wife? <laughs> <laughs> and we, know, we don't always need a strict money goal. You're allowed to just save your money and be good at managing your own money, right? So let's move on. There's a question here from Shilpa, who's up the back. And then I might get Kara to grab the mic off Nathan and answer it. And I'll introduce you after it. So Shilpa, what's your question tonight? What advice would you give someone who is struggling to untie their worth from money? Mm. Thanks so much for sending that question and thanks for coming out. Your friend couldn't make it and you still came alone. So thank you so much. I'm going to ask Kara from Sufficient Funds, who's one of our local sponsors, to, to chime in. Kara, how would you untie your worth from money? Yeah, great question. Firstly, I would just say just like everyone just needs to give themselves a little bit more compassion because it's almost like trying to run a marathon and not getting to the gym that day and then beating yourself up about it. You're still making progression and it's still step by step. And so untying that is a mo- actually I got a little sticker that says mindset. Oh, <laughs> there, there we, we go. go. <laughs> That's relevant. <laughs> um, I think it's, yeah, just about getting back to what's actually important and what are your values and what have you achieved so far? What do you want to achieve? And really just try and map that out. So I don't think a dollar in a bank account or how many shares or how many properties you own is aligned to your worth. Absolutely not. I've had clients who earn 40 grand and are happy and feel like they're so fulfilled. I've had clients that earn a million dollars and aren't happy and don't have anything to show for it. So a dollar in a bank account absolutely does not equate to your worth or what you've achieved. Absolutely not. It's what's important to you and you can't compare yourself to anyone else. It's getting a plan in place, tracking towards and just being compassionate when things don't go to plan because so much stuff, interest rates, (laughs) number one, are out of your control. Everything around you is out of your control. So just control what you can control. And yeah, thanks for that, Cara. Uh, So Cara from Sufficient Funds, they're our local sponsor here at the live event. But I would add to that, you know, untying our worth to money, I think it is that understanding how we got there and you know, you did mention, can I, can I read the goal that you put in? Yeah, is that all right? I didn't remember. Okay, sweet. She doesn't remember, so. <laughs> Love it. Sure, but your goal was, my current financial goal is to actually have a financial goal because all I've been doing in the past is just saving as much as I can. So probably what I would encourage anyone to do at any income level, I believe we have to always do three things with money and I sound like a broken record give some, save some, spend some. So if you've got a big pile of cash, that's awesome because you've got good security. And what I've learned lately is the emotional side can take a long time to catch up with the factual side. So I've shared that I've just moved to um, Newcastle and the rent there is very expensive. And the facts say that Glenn James can afford the rent but I'm freaking out because it's expensive. So I've had to go through this process of 
catching up with my emotions to the fact. And what I'd really encourage you to do is maybe whatever you've got saved at the moment, keep that aside. And then all your income coming in, make sure it goes, give some, save some, spend some. And just do that in balance. Find your goal now for portion of your money because you're a really good saver. One of your goals needs to be, I need to spend X amount per week, per month on me. I need to spend X amount on just food or living. But I also want to find a charity that I enjoy and start to be generous with my money. And then you, you may actually find that a good goal setting session, even with um, Cara and the team, to actually have a third party sounding board in your life to say, oh, hang on, everything you've just told me then, well, this is your goal. But in our own mind, we think, I don't have any goals, but we dig deeper and it's like, oh, hang on. It, it goes back to the values. I value security. Okay, well, if you value security, you might want to buy a house to live in so you don't get evicted or whatever. So I don't know if I've helped or hindered. Do you, do you want to add anything there, John, conceptually? I think you've got to understand what makes you happy. Before money came along, what made you happy? Is it reading books? Is it going for a run? Is it hanging out with friends? Is it being around family and going back to the real basics because it sounds though you may be saving plan is going along okay and you can't do any more to it and we want things quicker than we think like Glenn said so or, or than we physically can so just let that run its course if you've got the the uh, strategy in place there and, and just get back to the basics of who you are and, and what you like doing um, but it's like it's like being single and wanting to find a partner and over trying, like going, I don't know what you do when you go and find a partner these days, but like <laughs> at nightclubs and, and Tinder and I don't know what it is, but like if that's your sole focus because that's the only thing you want to do in life, then you actually start trying too hard, don't you? Well, I heard that's what happens. Um, so, yeah, once I'm... Once I've got that side of my life sorted or it's in momentum stage, then what else makes me happy and just get some balance there? Thanks for sharing that question, Shilpa. It was, good question. Um, yeah, really good. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back, but we can't do these live events without BPay and ING. I really want to thank ING and BPay for getting behind our national tour. We honestly could not do it without them. Now, if you refinance your home loan with ING, you could save a heap. Search ING Home Loans. T's and C's apply. ING Bank Australia Limited. Credit license 229823. To stay in control of your bill payments, use BPay. With BPay, you can pay your bills from the security of your online banking, choose which account to pay the bills, and even schedule payments for a time that suits you better. Say, after payday, scheduled payments are subject to systems and funds availability. BPay, see the PDS for further information. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we're back, peeps. <laughs> live, live thing. Okay, we've got a question from Kat Dundon. <laughs> Law and order. Love it. This is a money mindset question. How do you fight the inner critic, you know, the one that tells you you're an imposter, to hack yourself, it's meant to be back yourself, and take the next step in your money journey? Wow. John, how do you back the inner critic of John Pigeon? It's actually very common, isn't it? Um, The first thing is I think you need to talk to people about it, that that's what you're feeling. Maybe some artificial reinforcement from people that don't know you, I don't know. Um, (laughs) You've got to to be able to look at the facts and say, well, whatever it is that's a, a, a roadblock, is that true? Right, and, and, and you've probably got the runs on the board that suggest otherwise. So it's, it's sort of a black and white thing. You, you've got to tell yourself a good story and believe in what, you've, what you want to do and where you're going. And I think that's the main thing is, is we all play mind games with ourselves, but the, we default to the negative a lot of the time in our life. And we need to change the narrative on that. And the, the best way that I found doing that early days was to actually read uh, books and to, to read inspirational, motivational stories, regardless of whether they were in my occupation or industry or whatever. It was just, okay, who's been a success and who's had a positive mindset? Not, not someone that was just gifted, but someone who worked hard, had, uh, had, had good ethics and made a success out of what they did over the journey. And I think when you're continually absorbing your life with that sort of stuff, and I mean daily, not just once a month, I'll tune in on that. And, and now we've got podcasts and absolutely everything at our disposal that we can tap into on a daily basis. So I think it's just going back to the basics of knowing that we're maybe good at something and we will be good. And and then reinforcing it with positive positivity around us. Yeah, I actually had uh, dinner with Azaria last night, and she said to me, "Oh, what have you got planned for my millennial money, other stuff?" And I'm like, "Nothing," because I actually suck, and I think it was just by a chance that this happened. <laughs> and I'm, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm not. I mean, I'm the whole time I'm up here, I'm freaking out, thinking. 
this whole thing's a train wreck. I live in my head too much. I don't know anything. And I don't know if there's actually a solution, but I, I think it's a natural human thing that we always have imposter syndrome. I mean, I don't think there's any way around it other than to know that everyone else has it at some point in their time. So as much as, you know, after tonight's finished, I'll go, oh, I don't even know what the hell I was talking about. That was rubbish. But most people here will probably go home thinking it was a great night. So hopefully. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> That's it. Like, uh, but yeah, it, it is real. I think it does always, like if you bring back to a personal thing, it goes back to, and I've been saying this a lot lately, like unfortunately we live in reality and the reality is this or the reality is that. So if we look at your reality, your reality might be, so you've put it, can I read your goal? Yep. You've put a goal, second investment property and turning my side hustle into my full-time gig. So that's awesome. So your reality is you're actually killing it. You know, there's not a lot of people who have an investment property. So your reality is you might have an emergency fund. Your reality is I've got a good job. So I think it's understanding what your reality is. And unfortunately, the two sides of the reality coin like Kat's reality is really good, but there's also the outside of the coin where the reality is I can't have an Aston Martin DV11 at the moment because that's just ridiculous. It won't go into my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I've measured. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just an interesting thing where we always need to look at what our reality is and what our goals and what our values are and how far they're away. Because I heard a psychologist say, when you're really not mentally healthy, you've got a biggest gap between what you think and reality. So sometimes when we record an episode, you must think, and this guy's on another planet, and then other days I'm fine. Yeah, I think we can be too hard on ourselves. Who's guilty of being hard on themselves? Yeah. So there, there might be your answer straight away and and not saying you're not doing this but having gratitude being grateful for what we've already got not what we haven't got and and i listened to ben crow he's amazing one of the best uh i suppose gets in my head a lot uh, that i've ever known around the country has anyone heard of ben crow he's worked with ash barty um a lot of professional sporting teams and and yeah look, look him up he's says some unbelievable stuff that just rings true naturally like everyone in the room had listened to him and, and just nod their head like yeah this this guy's mm. nails it yeah and i think it's the whole comparison thing as well like the only person we should be comparing ourselves to is the us of yesterday mm. and how far we've come okay there's a question here from florence lamb now florence hello thank you my question is what is the difference between getting a separate income protection insurance from the insurance that is offered in your superannuation? Awesome. Great question. So we've got a local event sponsor, Sky Wealth, here in Brisbane tonight. Uh, Phil Thompson's the managing director or what, what do you call yourselves these <laughs> the days? CEO. The CEO. No, just... I'm an advisor. Yeah. So Phil Thompson's an advisor and his business is Sky Welfare, partners of tonight, and they specialize in insurance. This question comes up every second week 
Phil, can you give us the 411 or some cool words around what's the difference between income protection outside of your super yep. and inside? Cool. So, good question. Um, the there's, there's a few different things about superannuation or insurance policies within super. So, um, what, the first thing to note is whether you have an individual policy or the one through your super fund, it can still be paid from your existing super fund. So, you don't need to be like thinking, well, I need to pay it all through cash flow or I can use my super because you can set up an individual policy that way. Um, and the question is really about what are the two different types the policy that's paid for by super or, or one that I set up myself and my super can pay for it. So there's kind of three major issues with, um, with it. So the first thing is when you set it up within your super fund, you kind of lock to that super fund. Unless you move super funds, you got to move the whole policy as well. And if you have any medical issues or concerns in the future, then there can be some issues moving it. Um, the second thing is, and, and sorry to touch on that. The benefit of a super policy is often you can set up that policy and they won't exclude any pre-existing conditions. And and the reason they do that is because they offer quite a like generally a level a level of cover that's quite low. So they're willing to take on that risk. So there are benefits in having those policies and, and maintaining them. Um, the other thing is with super policies versus uh, an individual one is it can change over time. So the policy within super the terms, conditions, everything can change over time on you. So, a good example about this is like the Q Super and Sun Super. So, they merged. So, they went from two different insurance policies and they had to choose one insurance policy. And so, as a part of that merger, they actually changed, they changed some policy features and benefits around. So, now Q Super had a TPD policy that if you are eligible to claim, they'd pay you the full benefit. And now, uh, ART as, as a super fund, they paid over, over several payments over a few years. Um, other things is if you've got any other external payments for, for income, work cover or anything like this, um, these days they kind of, they, they just view it a bit different. So you, like your whole policy can just change overnight. Um, and not even just because of a merger. Every three to five years, they just retender the contract. Um, and so, and the other thing is cost as well. So often, the, the great thing about default cover is it can be really cheap. Um, the when you then go and increase that cover, it can actually be quite expensive. So, um, show partner Tau, biggest insurance company in Australia. We do a lot of work. We 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 really like Tau. And if you go with one of the major super funds in Australia who use Tau as the insurance provider under their default cover. If you go to Tau directly and get the same thing through a financial advisor, it'll be more expensive for that default cover. Now, as soon as you go and increase that cover and like extend the waiting period and the benefit periods, then the cover ended up being like three times cheaper to go direct with Tau than to go through that super fund. Um, so there's a whole bunch there, um, but I mean, I'm biased. This is what we do, uh, but definitely, well passionate, yeah, but definitely. Cool. Go and get advice and, and good advisors will say, keep that policy for X, Y, and Z or replace it for A, B, and C. Yeah. It's just, and, and in all honesty, I've had um, someone that I know had an insurance claim with a default cover in a super fund and it took over nine months to make a payment and 
that's actually not good enough. And and it's and it's hard because you you talk to the super fund, but they're not the ones paying you the the money because they're not the insurance company. And I spoke to someone tonight who the super fund straight out said, "Oh no, that you can't get paid a claim." And they said, "Oh okay." And they thought that was that was truth, but in reality, it's a claimable event, and they should be should be able to access that money at some point in time. Yeah. So maybe speak with Phil and get some advice on your own situation. Thank you, Florence. Thank you, Philip from Sky Wealth. Give them a hand, everyone. We're going to do two last quick quick questions. I've had the wrap-up. Time flies when you're having fun and even when you're not, hey? Absolutely. Yeah. How's that? When was I? Hobart, someone said that I wasn't having fun because I kept looking at my phone, but my phone was the watch. Yeah. 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 Can't please everyone. You can't. Uh, Jess Crane. Can we get a mic for Jess? This is a good question. And I might get some volunteers to help answer this question. So I'm going to need you to come up and be fast. Okay, what's your question, Jess? Um, So my question tonight is um, based on we just bought our first home and it is what do you know now that you wish you'd known when or after you bought your first property? Awesome. We, We did that in the podcast. I need four people. We should. Who wants to? Thanks, Jess. Is that going to have to come down? You put that online. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, we've covered that in the podcast. Okay. All right. (laughs) Next question. What's your name? Sorry, (laughs) Anna. Anna for the third time. Yeah. Um, last year, I wish I had a strategy in place before purchasing my first property because it's now an investment, but initially it was to live in, and yeah, strategy well before I bought my first property. Awesome. Including mortgage and all of that. Awesome. Anyone else want to, has anyone bought a property? I think one of the big things, oh, Jacob, um, making sure you're getting the right help from a good quality mortgage broker. Isn't that right, Tim Kelly from TNS Lending over there? He was too shy to come on the stage. We might get him up there, hey? Um, Jacob, what do you wish you knew? Just know the neighbours. Um, maybe, uh, yeah, a th- few things in the neighbourhood not so good. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Anyone else? First property. Oh, what have we got up here? Amy? Get a really good conveyance and a telecommunication survey. Oh, sounds <laughs> oh, like... Yeah. I, I ended like up with one. a 35 metre Telstra tower behind my house. Not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And that's it. A really good conveyancer. Oh, Tim, was it? Tim? Yeah. Tim. yeah. Despite what uh, family and friends say, just pay the extra 100 and get a building and pest inspection yeah. done. Yeah, good one. Yeah. You know, it's... Go on. Hey, um, Tim Kelly questioned Tim, mortgage broker, who's so shy. Hey, it's just us. Yeah. Do banks make people, as part of the deal, get a pest in building? Is it mandatory? No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't. Okay, cool. Thanks, Tim. (laughs) Is that all? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make you feel embarrassed. Um, I've got one over here, Glenn. Yep. I would say understand the trade-off between travel time and location. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll come over here. We've got another one. Uh, Be nice to the real estate agents. So when we bought our first home, we developed a relationship with the real estate agent and he provided us the off-market opportunity which got us into our first home. Yes. He liked dealing with us. Awesome. Thank you. All right, next here. I would say um, to be easy on yourself. Like when you're saving, 
don't go too hard out and like doing 80, 70%, like have a budget, but like be easy with lenient with the budget. So like actually go and spend time with your friends or go drink and like that kind of stuff and spend the month, like have your savings because you end up feeling kind of a bit depressed <laughs> if you're spending like if you're saving like 70 or 80 percent of your income because you're not really enjoying your journey and it's like a long process like three two four years you can be saving so that's what i would say yeah that's really cool because thank you for that get because, drunk and save at the same time yeah but it's it's funny because like this is the whole thing of like what do you value in life and if you're sorry i'm not standing can't be bothered um <laughs> If you're an introvert and there's nothing you like more than a glass of wine and a book, you know, on the lounge, awesome. That could be for you. But if you're an extrovert and you want your new house, you've got to make sure you can still afford to go out and socialise, right? Yeah, Florence, you're nodding about that. Any comments? Um, is that- yeah, anything. Just uh, make some comments. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say I do a lot of research. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's just basic. Uh, Lego man's got something here. Oh, I bet he does. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, if you buy an old Queenslander like I did, you can get a Bunnings Power Pass account. You have to be a tradie. But at the bottom of the list, there's handy man or handy person. And you can get an ABN really easily on the ABR website. Uh, get a Bunnings Power Pass. It'll save you hundreds of thousands of dollars on your renovation cost. There you go. So you can be a bit deceitful at Bunnings. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, we've got another one here. <laughs> I think it's all down to circumstance. So sometimes everyone thinks about the Australian dream about owning a home, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. So you have to really think about, is it going to benefit you in the future? Yes. Yeah, that's Love awesome. That. Love that. All right, we're coming over here. We should have just done this the whole night. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw a spanner on your works because I haven't actually bought a house, but I did see a comment in the thing to say, if the property's tenanted, talk to the tenants about what the house is like, what needs to be fixed, what they recommend you do to make it more livable or comfortable for you. Yeah, you've just got to do things that other people wouldn't do. Ash has got one. Um, I would look at the zoning in in terms of your local council and your planning scheme because if you have a, a business or an industrial um, zone that's encroaching on residential because of poor planning, you're going to get trucks and everything in early morning. It's going to be bad news bears. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And one. that's the conveyancing thing, isn't it? If you like all these answers and you want more, you go to My Millennial Property and there's, we've done two episodes on them that are going to drop uh, all right, we've got in, the last in August. One. Cat, again? All right. What, what do you wish you knew? I wish I knew two things. Number one, get everything in writing. Really good one. Number two, you guys will like this, learn the art of negotiation. Yes. Learn it. If you don't ask, you don't get uh, a successful person said to me once, if you're not embarrassed by your offer, it's not low enough. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out. We're going to be hanging Thank around. You. Thank you so much. If you haven't said hi and you want to say hi, Thank we'll you be guys. hanging around. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for coming. And you'll hear this on Tuesday, hopefully a bit tighter than tonight. Safe travels. Thanks, friends. See ya. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. 
This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.